Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. The Ravens are coming off a 13-3 loss to the Cleveland Browns. It is not a size them up Monday, Garrett. Uh, but you know what? The nice part is, uh, well, a few things. There's a, there's a lot of nice parts. All right, let's let's go half, glass half full here to start. A, you know, we've had a day in between to kind of let the emotions simmer down mm-hmm. a little bit from that tough loss in Cleveland. B. You could be a Patriots fan this morning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness gracious. So be thankful for that. Uh-huh. And C, the Ravens still have an excellent chance of making the playoffs. First of all, they control their own destiny. If they win out, they win the AFC North Divisional title. And even if they don't, they have multiple scenarios for clinching this week if they beat the Atlanta Falcons. So... You know, it could be a whole lot worse. Mm-hmm. Let's just start right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think that from a big picture standpoint, this game was was obviously disappointing and frustrating, and all of that. And we'll and we'll get into all that. I don't think that it particularly changed my viewpoint on what I think this team is and where where I think they're going, and what the the path is for this team. I, I don't think. It, from a big picture standpoint, it really changed much. And like you mentioned, they still have a very good chance. I think ninety-eight percent, right, to make the playoffs according to five thirty-eight. Ninety-eight, ninety-nine yeah. percent to make the playoffs. Um, the division is going to be tougher now, and the, and the Bengals, no doubt about it, they are playing better football than the Ravens right now. So um, I know the Ravens beat them earlier in the season, but if they're going to beat the Bengals in Week eighteen to win the division, they got their work cut out for them. And I don't think that you know, based on what we saw on Saturday the game against Atlanta or against Pittsburgh is going to be a walk in the park for the Ravens the way their offense is playing right now. Um, the other good news is is that there's reports that Lamar Jackson could be – his return could be on the horizon potentially this week. Mm-hmm. So that's another that would be massive very good factor in all of this. Um, but in terms of the game on Saturday, which we'll spend the bulk of the time discussing, I mean, it was it was incredibly disappointing on, on a variety of fronts. Um and, you know, I think it's a game that the Ravens could could certainly have won. Um, it's different than the games earlier this season that they lost where you're like, oh, man, we, you had the big lead and, you know, you, you should have won it in that sense. I just think that the Ravens were in position to win this game if they had done a few things differently. Um, the Browns weren't going to score 30 points. You know, it was going to be a low-scoring game, so... I, it's it's a really disappointing game when your offense puts up three points when you 
when you turn the ball over, when you run the ball as well as the Ravens did, and you don't get any touchdowns, all when all those things happen, it leaves a terrible taste in your mouth. So I don't know about you. I bet a lot of Ravens fans probably spent Sunday. You know, that's the day to work on the chores. You know, get ready for uh, Christmas celebrations in the next week. You don't want to watch any football on Sunday. You know, typically if you have like an off Sunday, I like to park myself on the couch. I don't want to watch any football yesterday. And I think probably a lot of Ravens mm. fans, uh, you know, especially as you see the Bengals come back and put up 34 unanswered points to beat the or to beat the Bucks. Probably not the best best day. Well, yeah, except I mean, it was it was good for the Ravens' playoff chances yesterday. I mean, it wasn't as good as it could have been, uh, but the Jets losing uh, was really big, and the the Patriots losing was was big for the Ravens. Uh, you know, chances of getting into the dance. And you know me, I'm a get in the dance guy. You never know what's going to happen. The Ravens have suffered some ugly losses late in the season before, and they've righted the ship. You remember that Denver game back in the Super Bowl year, 2012? Mm -hmm. How bad did the Ravens get smacked by the Broncos late in the season? Uh, and nobody then was saying, oh, yeah, the Ravens are going to go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, totally. Right? I, look, I think and, I think that I agree. Getting the dance and anything can happen. I think the concern yeah, right – I guess I just don't like – a ton. There, there's a ton, a ton of talk coming out of this game of like – a a and I just think I just I just hate when I see this. A all oh, the Ra the Ravens don't even deserve a playoff spot. Don't even talk about the playoffs. They don't even they don't even deserve a playoff spot. Oh, so so you're the Jets do, the Patriots they deserve a playoff spot. You're the char the Raiders who who are you giving the Ravens playoff spot to? Because guess what? They still have won nine games, and of every loss except for this one, you would definitely say they could have easily won that game. So. You know what? Like, let's not go jump off, you know, jump off the cliff here and just say the Ravens are a trash team because they're not. Look, they, I think, this team has I a lot going for them. They had a backup quarterback in this game. They're running the ball well. The passing, the passing attack is not good. It's not good right now, right? I, I, I have full confidence that it will get better with Lamar Jackson. I don't think that's going to all of a sudden turn the Ravens, like I've been saying for weeks, into a high-flying passing attack. I think they have some flaws there that are going to be hard to overcome, but it will get better, and they don't have to have a crazy passing attack to necessarily win. I still have a lot of faith in this defense and a run game. I think that combination can win you games, including in January. Yeah, that's a – you know, so last week, and you just kind of said it here, last week you went on this big rant about how, you know, when the Ravens beat the Steelers and they ran the ball on the ground – the way that they did, basically that that is that's yeah. the that's the recipe. Play good defense, yeah. run the ball, and that's good enough to win you a Super Bowl. Basically, good enough to beat any team. I think it can. I think you have to get turnovers on defense to beat the Chiefs. You're, you're going to so, have to get turnovers. So basically, the Ravens also. did that minus the turnovers against the Browns. Yeah, they didn't get turnovers. They didn't get the Browns, but they played good defense well, the, and they ran the ball well. Yep. Yep. So are you well? The passing still think the passing attacks got it. You're the, standing by that. Yeah, I'm still standing by that. The passing attack, I didn't say the passing attack could be that bad. The passing attack has to be better than what we saw in Cleveland. I'm not saying, like, you literally can't have a passing attack. Mm. It has to be better than what it is in Cleveland to win. Absolutely. And in that formula, you still have to score touchdowns. In any of the scenarios, you have to score touchdowns. You can't turn the ball over in the red zone. And you can't, you know, they had a fourth down that they failed in the red zone. Look, the red zone issues have been a problem. It's gotten better at times, but let's be honest. It's been a pretty fairly consistent problem in the red zone. It's an issue. Yep. I don't know what the answer is because it's it's series to series. But, you know, and you would think a team that can run the ball well should have a lot of success in the red zone. Like, if you can run the ball, 
you're in a good position. All right. But the Ravens aren't in a good position. So I think in order to ultimately have the success that I think they're capable of having, they have to be better in the red zone. Absolutely have to be better better in the red zone. And maybe because that's been a problem for so long, that will ultimately be their fi- their fatal so flaw. So I guess I take, your take on this game is that the passing attack should have been better, and that should have they, – they, if the passing attack were better, then they would have beaten the Browns. I guess, like, is your, you're putting more – Yeah, yes. Yes, if the passing attack had been had been uh, a- adequate, I think they would have beaten the Browns. And, I mean, look, if, if, if that were the case, then yes, I think they would have beaten the Browns. I also think they could have run the ball more. Um, oh, so, yes. So like, I think they so should have like, run the ball more. You know, the, Tyler Huntley threw the ball 30 times. Some of that did get out of whack in the fourth quarter when it was basically you were trying to just throw the ball to, to make up for the two. Well, that, that was really only the final series. I know, series. I know, I know. It, the Ravens were only in a had-to-pass scenario in their final series. But, so. yeah, they threw – I don't think I don't think game script really was no, the it issue. No, it was it was it was. I mean, that's just the, that's just really the, the the very tail end of the game. But um, yeah. yeah, I guess if again if the passing game were better, sure the Ravens could have won. But I don't really think the Ravens actually needed a better passing game in this one. I think if they had just run the ball more, they could have sure could have they could have treated it like an Army Navy game, you know, and and run the pass the ball like five times. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that we all saw what the formula was going to be for success against the Browns. Even before the game, everybody was saying the Ravens are going to run on the Browns. The Ravens are going to run on the Browns. That's their weakness. That's the Ravens' strength. That's an advantage for the Ravens. They're going to run on them. And then they come out and and they're running the ball well. It's like, yep, it's coming to fruition. Here we go. You know, buckle up. And and I think that I you know I think the Ravens should have probably ridden that more. I do. I think that you know more than twenty carries from J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards when. You're at when you're averaging more on the ground than you are through the air, which is rare, you know, yards per attempt. Then I think the Ravens probably should have run the ball more. There were just too many situations where, you know, you're facing a second and, and five, second and four, and, and it's pass pass. And I, and I would like to see yeah, it. Or, or first and 10, you know, and, and yeah, of course, you want to keep yep. them off balance. Um, right. You can't pass every down, but I think, I think the Ravens were a little too heavily skewed towards yeah. the passing. And, you, you want to keep them off balance, but the, you know I think the the thing that was frustrating for a lot of Ravens fans in this game is that you know the your point like you can't pass on every down like yeah that's true but like you could you could try until you, <laughs> you could try until <laughs> until, until you, you get, get stopped. stopped like that's kind of a crazy approach, um, but like what the Patriots did that uh what was there a, a yeah. game was it this year or last year where like they threw the ball like. Seven right. times. What was the uh, what was the stat line that Flacco had in the in that playoff? Speaking of the Patriots, the playoff game up in New yeah, England, that, that New England game. Yeah, like I don't remember ten times or something like that. Exactly. Um, so like you could, um, it's very unconventional, and who knows what would have happened? I mean, we're just kind of guessing on that front, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of frustration when you see J.K. Dobbins average nine point six a carry, and Gus Edwards average seven point nine a carry, um, and neither of them got the ball in the fourth quarter and. Just you know, I just think it was it was a very frustrating um, game. And then you know, with the defense, the defense played well. I'm not putting much of this on the defense, <clears throat> but like the thing on turnovers, and I do think the Ravens are built to get turnovers. Um, and they're going, and they've there's a pr- they've proven that they can do that. But turnovers from a game to game standpoint can be kind of fluky. And so that's the <clears throat> thing where you say like, you know, this team is good enough with. Uh, 
play basically run the ball and play great defense getting turnovers the turnovers i think are probably the hardest piece of that equation because there's a luck element that goes into turnovers that any stats will show you that that is an element there and so if you don't get them in for a game like this game you don't get mm-hmm. them Mm-hmm. I just don't think you can count on three turnovers a game. I think you can probably count on this defense being good. You can count on running the ball for over 100 yards, but I don't think you can count on two or mm-hmm. three turnovers a game. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I think two or three. I think three turnovers a game is probably a lot to to count on. And you're going to have some games where it just doesn't happen, just doesn't bounce your way. I mean, it felt like in this Browns game, like everything that could have gone wrong for the Ravens went wrong. Um, and but I mean, they didn't even really have that I can recall any near turnovers in this game so i mean i agree with you look i mean if we're if we're gonna sit here and i know that's this is what everybody wants to talk about is like are the ravens equipped to build beat the chiefs or the bills or, or whomever or the bengals in the playoffs or before the playoffs that's the conversation everybody wants to have and i think you know we'll see when we get there i think yes the way the ravens are playing right now i would say those other teams are probably favored things are going to have to work out in the ravens favor a they're gonna have to play a good game to beat any of those teams. B, their formula is going to have to, like, all the components of their formula to win, or almost all of them, are going to have to come to fruition, right? Yes, they're probably going to have to get turnovers, probably multiple turnovers if you're going to beat the Chiefs. Is that unlikely? Yeah, but, you know, the Ravens have done a pretty good job with turnovers this year. They're going to have to score in the red zone instead of settling for field goals, or even worse, turning the ball over. Can they solve that issue in time for the playoffs? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I think We'll see, you know, but yes, I, I concede, I concede even in my half glass full morning here, all right, the coffee mug is is still filled to the top for me, Garrett. Mis- I'm not negativity. Mr. Negative. I, I, You're I'm Mr. Not. Negativity really not. saying the Ravens are, are sunk in their playoff, they have no chance of going anywhere in the playoffs. I, I realize that the Ravens are not coming out of that game. You're not saying, yeah, the Ravens are playing great football. I feel wonderful about their chances. Size them up. It ain't a size them up Monday like we started, but I I am just pushing back against the notion that a the Ravens don't deserve a playoff spot and b that they're so broken that they have no chance in Hades of beating a team like that. I just no, I'm not I'm not signing up for that. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, a couple things on that. First of all, the notion of oh they don't deserve a playoff spot is is I agree with you. That's dumb. I mean, if you I mean if if anybody doesn't deserve a playoff spot, you're talking about like a team from the NFC South. You know, it could be seven to ten that makes the playoffs there. You know, maybe you have a yeah, case exactly. there, but but even then, that's dumb because this is what the rules are. So you play who you play. You the records decide who gets to the playoffs. So I'm not I don't I don't know who's saying that, but if you are saying that, I I totally disagree. Um, the other thing too is like. The Ravens are still in a good position. They did beat the Bengals earlier this season. Now, the Bengals are playing way better than they were earlier this year. Like, I'm recognizing that. What I saw, what we've seen from the Bengals over the past six games is much different than when, when the Ravens got them. You know, the Bengals have now won mm-hmm. six straight. In, and I thought the Bengals, like, when I looked at their schedule when the Ravens were at the bye, I was like, the Bengals are going to drop two, maybe three. Well, well, can we, let's run back the tape. Bryson, DeJour, if you're listening, our producers, run back the tape on Garrett just flat out saying the Ravens have already locked up the AFC North crown. Let's run that yeah, back. Well, look, I was confident. I was confident. Um, and <laughs> I thought the Bengals were going to lose. I did not expect them to rattle off six straight when they had to play the Chiefs, Titans, Bucks, Bengals, Browns, and then the other team that they've beaten also is the Panthers in that stretch. I, I was not looking at six wins there. Also, they still have to play the Bills and then, of course, the Ravens. So – as I have said, I get, 
the division's not. Did you say the Bengals have to play the Bengals, uh, by the way? Sorry, the, Ra- the, Bengals the Bengals have to play the Ravens. The Bengals, the Bengals have to play the Ravens. Um, <laughs> but, like, I'm not saying the division's gone, but I think that the Bengals are, are clearly the the better team right now. Um, but when you get into the a game against the Bengals or against the Bills or whoever you could potentially see in the playoffs, what the Ravens are going to do is, like, you, you kind of slow it down. It's like a team in basketball that you play this slow, plodding kind of offense, and you take the high-flying team that can hit threes and run all over the court, and you make this, this slow game, and you use the shot clock. Like, that's what the Ravens are going to do. And it yeah. can work. It can work. But uh, but just, the issue that the like what we've seen and this is the issue is that you don't have you, much you margin have for no error. Margin that's for the issue. And so in, in Saturday's right. game, you don't have basically the third quarter was two drives, and this has been something that's happened to the Ravens multiple times over the past four years. Basically, the third quarter yeah. is two drives. You go, you march down there, you 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 don't get the touchdown, um, and then the Browns come back and they have a long drive, and now all of a sudden it's a ten point game, and ten point feel ten points in a quarter feels like an insurmountable feat and it was 10 points is too much to overcome you know compare that to the Bengals who fall behind 17 nothing yesterday and they yeah. rattle off 34 unanswered like you no need to have that the when ability. you when you can when you can score points fast with a with your passing attack right then you can afford to have a few drives where you punt the ball or you turn it over or or you settle for three instead of seven in the red zone and you're like all right well you know next drive we're just going to move down pretty quickly and we'll we'll get another shot at it you know, that's not the game the Ravens are playing right now. It's definitely not, right? Now, their defense is going to put a lot of pressure on the other team, right? The Ravens' defense is going to put the pressure on, on the other team to have multiple really good drives. The Ravens are going to get three and outs with their defense. They're going to get that, you know? So it works both ways, right? But, I, yes, your point is absolutely accurate on the offense. They don't have much margin for error, and that's what we saw against the Browns that bit them. Right, you turn the ball over in the red zone. You have a fumble on your own side. Uh, you know, it's back-to-back offensive plays with turnovers, and 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 you sit, sit there and you miss, you know, you miss two field goals. That stuff. Well, ultimately, you have a, pe- a rough penalty. You know, penalty that doesn't go against you with Justin Houston gives extends their drive. When things go against you and you don't have much margin for error, then you lose games. That's the position the Ravens are in right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so John Harbaugh said after the game that the base their passing attack has to get better. Now, of course, Lamar Jackson is a is a pretty big piece of that passing attack. You know, he's going to have a role in that passing attack. Yeah, I'd say so. so. His potential return this week, I mean, which is which is reported, uh, certainly that would depend on how he practices and all that. But that would be significant. But but John Harbaugh also said it's not just that; it's everything around that. It's not just putting the quarterback yeah. back into place. So. What, like, what do you see as the path to fix this passing offense then with three games left to play in the regular season? Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. 
Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I mean, I think they they have to take more shots down the field. They have to have more of a big play element than they have right now. I mean, right now, the passing game, and, and a lot of that, I think, has to do with who's under center. You know, Tyler Huntley is a rhythm passer. It's a take, you know, what the defense is going to give you, get the ball out of your hands, negate their pass rush kind of attack, right? That's the passing attack that we've seen the past, you know, whatever, two and a half games of Tyler Huntley. And so I think with Lamar coming back under center, you certainly, you know, he's, he's more looking for the big play than Tyler Huntley is. Absolutely. And he's, I think, just better equipped to, to do it, to get the big plays. Um, and so I think that you have to have more of that element because right now, you know, if you're r- going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, then hopefully that opens up some opportunities in the passing game for big plays. Like the Ravens, the way they're constructed with this wide receiver core right now, they're not going to just like make every single play. They're just, they're just not, right? You're not going to make every toe-tapping toe grab. You're not going to have ec- perfect execution in the passing game where you can say, yeah, you know what? We are executing at such a high level in the passing game, we're just going to march down the field with our passing attack. No. They're gonna, you're going to have to hit some big plays like the ones that Deshaun Jackson, you know, like plays to Mark Andrews. I mean, Mark Andrews has been pr- pretty darn quiet, and especially in the past two and a half games since Snoop has taken over. You know, he's been – he's – that's just been what it is. I think that the connection that Lamar and Mark has have will certainly help that. Hopefully that can jumpstart Mark a little bit because they need they need more from that, from him. You know, more production there. I'm not blaming Mark or whomever, but they just need more. That's the Ravens passing attack. It's centered around Mark Andrews. And right now they're not getting a whole lot. You know, they need these wide receivers to step up and make plays when called upon. They didn't do a good enough job against the Browns of doing that. Mm-hmm. Right? And and nobody everybody knows the Ravens are thin at wide receiver right now, right? That that ain't changing anytime soon. But there's been games when you know Demarcus Robinson has had superb games. You know Devin Duvernay hasn't had a big game. You know he fumbled this game. Uh, you know it, it seemed like maybe he ran the wrong route on the interception and didn't really run that pick route well enough to kind of clear it out for Deshaun Jackson on the on the slant. That's what it looked like to me. I I don't know, but that's what it looked like. You know, he needs to play at a higher level. So they need better play from the wide receivers, and I think that when Lamar Jackson comes back, that will add some more of that big play element that they are sorely missing right now. All right, before we continue, let's take a quick break here and then continue the conversation. We want our listeners to know that the sports landscape is always changing, and this week is no different. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, and it still has daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have skin in the game. It's simple. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap, and then you sit back and you watch your points pile up. Now you know how to play. Download the DraftKings app today. Sign up using the code FLOCK. 
New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. Again, the code is flock at DraftKings. Also, do you know how many football fields it takes a CSX train to stop? 18. That's right, 18 football fields. So always remember to be safe around the railroad tracks. That means obeying signals, keeping your distance, and never trying to beat a train across the tracks. Yeah, the big play, you know, look, Deshaun Jackson, uh, if he can hit a couple of those, as we've said before, I mean, that that's he's the big play threat. Well, and I'm not even talking, like, 50-plus yarders. I mean, they, they need, like, 25 yarders, you know? Like, it, everything can't be a five-yard throw and, and pick up a little bit yeah. y- of yards after catch. <laughs> totally, totally. I just, I'm just, and, and maybe this will happen. I mean, Demarcus Robinson, you know, he's had some moments this year. He had two fumbles in this game. Um you know, one of them he lost, and that really hurt the Ravens. So it's it just, you know, it's hard to see. Like it's it's hard to see. I don't know, three hundred a, a two hundred plus two hundred fifty plus yard passing game. You know, in the near future. Yeah, like I said, I don't think I don't think the passing attack is all of a sudden going to come alive and and carry this. It's going to have to focus on the running attack, which is fine. The running the rushing game is looking great. I mean, yeah, Lamar Jackson has thrown for over 250 yards two times this year. <laughs> you know, so no, I don't think I don't think all of a sudden they're going to put up 300. And so it's going to have to center on the rushing attack. The whole thing is the passing attack has to be better than it is right now. Right now, it is it is not a winning passing attack. It's not good enough to win games, right? It, and and so it has to be better than what we saw in Cleveland. And I think it certainly can get to that point where it's effective enough that the rest of the Ravens formula works. Yeah, and then and then of course a, a huge factor in it is you can't have turnovers. You know, again, it goes back to the margin of error thing. Um, you know, Certainly. I mean, you get stuffed on a fourth down and you have two turnovers. That's essentially three right. turnovers. I mean, they got stuffed on two fourth yeah. downs. Yeah, there's one late in the fourth quarter too. That's four turnovers essentially. Yep. It. I mean, and 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 the fourth, the you know, the first the Ravens' first fourth down decision. You know, I certainly understand the the feeling of. Hey, you got to take. You should take the points there. It's going to be a low-scoring game. You know it's going to be a low-scoring game. Take the points. On the flip side, you get a touchdown in that scenario, and it might be ball game. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like in a low-scoring game, seven points matters a lot. I mean, we saw that the Browns score a touchdown on their one drive, and like that was a huge touchdown. It, that that put the game out of reach. Really. I mean, you know? I, I, so I agree. It goes both ways. It's with probably that. not ball game. It's the first Ravens' first drive of the game. <laughs> well, I know it's not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying literally, but like seven was, points. Huge. Seven points. Been seven massive. points is big. Look, I mean, the, it was. You could tell it was not going to be an offensive uh, performance in that game. It yeah. was. It was really cold. Well, on the first drive, it looked like the Ravens' offense was going to be pretty it, all yeah. right. <laughs> but you could. I, I mean, sure, they they marched the ball down the field on the ground, and you. But you could tell it was not going to be. Neither team was getting. You know, to twenty points. It just felt that way. I mean, it was. Really windy. That's it was probably, really cold. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, the Ravens are playing with a backup quarterback, a banged up receiving yeah. core. Like it did not feel like a game that's that's going to be a, you know, thirty to to twenty eight game. It just did not have that feel from the start. For sure. And I and I think the 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 argument there is then well when you when you have a fourth and one from what was it the seven or yeah. the eight yeah. or whatever you know when you know you're not going to score a lot of points and you have a golden opportunity you're deep in the red zone we're not talking like you're at the 19 you know we've all, you and I have talked about the worst scenario for the ravens right now is first and 10 from the 19 mm-hmm. you know 
worst scenario. You're at the whatever, seven, eight. You say, if we convert this, we got three shots at it from the five, whatever, the six. Like, we should be able to run this ball in like they did in yeah. Pittsburgh, you know? And uh, so I, I understand it. I, I understand also the feeling of just take the points. The points would have been huge. You know, they get a momentum swing when they get a stop. Whatever, you can you can talk about the play call. Should they have given the ball to J.K. instead of a fullback dive that we've seen, you know, a couple times recently? All that is fair. I'm just I just want to bring up the point that like a touchdown in that scenario would have been oh huge. totally and 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 then of course of course you know to to like it compounds on itself because then the Browns and they they get a field goal on their next drive but it's a 14 play drive so they march I mean the hope there is like look you're you're down close to the you're down close right. to the goal line right. the defense on the first drive of the game for the Ravens three plays. Three, three and out is what they force the Browns to. Right. So then they march down and and they get the ball to the Browns seven, fourth and one. They feel like if they can get that, they don't get it. Well, okay, they're still pinned back. At least you, you got, got them pinned back. Let's right. get a three and out, and then we'll get the ball at the fifty yard line, and then march down and get points anyway. Well, none of that happened, you know. So um, it's kind of the worst, the worst situation there as how that unfolded. Um, but I understand yep. fans saying you just take the points in, in that situation in a low-scoring game on the road with a backup quarterback. You know, that's the – but the Ravens yeah. – you know, John Harbaugh made the point too, post-game, um, on that front. Like, the, there was a situation, kind of a same part of the field, similar situation where the Browns went for it, and they got it, and that was on their touchdown drive. And so, like, you, you get the right. touchdown, and that feels like, again, this insurmountable uh, amount of points in that game to overcome. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, nobody. If it worked, if it works out, then nobody's questioning it. Obviously, of course. Of course. Uh, so, I mean, I I think the Ravens are a team are a team that uh, you know, I don't think that you can. There's certain things that you can extrapolate and and carry over to multiple games, right? And and certainly the red zone issues have been one of them. I think you can also extrapolate that. The run game is going to be darn good. This defense is going to be darn good. You can count on those things, right? If the Ravens can kind of get, if they can get over the hump with some of these bugaboos, and if they don't turn the ball over, which they've been pretty good about not turning the ball over, I still think that they're in pretty good well, shape. Well, so, I mean, I, I, I generally agree with that. You know, I think you could also extrapolate that over the course of, you know, especially the last, you know, month and a half or so. The passing game has really struggled. I mean, Jacksonville, they did actually have a pretty solid day. Lamar had a pretty solid day from a passing yards standpoint. I mean, that was, let's see, he put up 254 yards. That was his second highest number of the season, the other being Miami. Um, you know, so from a yardage standpoint, but, like, the, the passing game has not been, like, lighting it up really at all this, this whole season. And so I think that goes to John Harbaugh's point. That's got to get better. But I, again, I just don't. I don't see that being. I don't. I don't see the Ravens all of a sudden throwing the ball forty times a game and having a, having a ton of success doing that. But that's. I mean, right. I think that's the going back to what I said off the top. Like big picture, my view of who the Ravens are, what their strengths are, how they're going to have to win, um, what the challenges are going to be in the playoffs. All of that is kind of unchanged from this game. I think it's a little bit. Like you do have to consider like backup quarterback in a tough road environment in in bad weather like the offense looked bad but you need to take that into consideration all that stuff so yeah in the playoffs the Ravens whether they're it's going to be hard for them if they have to go on the road to win three straight road games against say the Titans the Chiefs and the Bills just for discussion's sake like that's a tough road that is a tough road to a Super Bowl okay 
all on the road. Um, but first of all, the division's not gone, and I still think that like the Ravens in a one-game situation, they can slow it down and make things difficult, especially as they get Lamar Jackson back in this offense. And I think people have kind of forgotten a little too quickly like how dynamic he is. Um, and, of course, everything always comes back to the contract. You, you see just how dynamic Lamar Jackson is in his absence and, and what is lacking in this offense without him. Um, he's just a special player. And I think that, I th- I think that Tyler Huntley is, is a, a really good backup, and he can win games, as he did against Pittsburgh. But Lamar Jackson is a special talent, um, one of the best in the league. And so that is irreplaceable. For sure. I mean, the, I think the passing game is also going to have to improve once he gets back. I mean, let's not also pretend like the passing game was late in the world on fire when Lamar Jackson was that's what I'm saying. either. That's what I, and that, that's not all on Lamar. Certainly not. I mean, I don't. I'm, that's certainly not the case. I think that Lamar is playing at a high level when you factor everything in, but it's got to get better all the way around. Totally. I mean, his the three games before he got hurt, I'm taking Denver out because, um, you know, he got hurt in the middle of that game. But Jacksonville, again, 250 yards, one touchdown. Carolina, Ravens went 13-3, to 209 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. New Orleans, 133 yards through the air, one touchdown, zero interceptions. So it's not like – I mean, they won, they've won those games. They, they beat Carolina. They beat New Orleans. But it's not like the passing game is, is really leading that. So, you know, that they will have to have marginal – you know, improvement in that area if they're going to be a team that wins the division, wins these playoff games. So, yep. They've got their work cut out for them. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's not, I, I still think they're going to make the playoffs for just oh, for the for record sure. here. Oh, I 100% think they're still going to make the playoffs. Well, 98%. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, look, everybody feels bad after you pl- have a game like that. Right, but everybody was feeling pretty darn good about this team after the Steelers game, right? And we're all sitting here talking about how epic this defense is and and all that stuff, right? And the running game and J.K. and J.K. looks fantastic. You know, I think he'll only continue to get stronger. Uh, he, he was better in this game than he was in his first game in Pittsburgh. So you know, if he and, and Gus can continue at this pace, it's going to be tough. The Ravens are going to be a tough team to beat, and the defense I think is still playing fantastic. The big concern for me coming out of this, really the biggest, I think, long-term concern, you know, we talked about how doesn't really severely impact their playoff scenario, but, you know, Marcus Peters, Calais Campbell, both go down with injuries, don't finish the game, don't come back, and we haven't gotten word on that. You know, that might come from John Harbaugh today, um, but that is going to be a big one. I mean, if, they, if either of those guys are sidelined for a significant amount of time, Particularly, I think Marcus Peters, uh, because of you know the Ravens are a little bit thinner at corner than they are on the D line. I think that's going to be tough. But you know, and Calais is having a, a huge mm-hmm. season. He would be really hard to replace yep. too. So either if either of those are multi-game absences, that's going to be a tough yep. sled. I, I totally agree. I mean, Marcus Peters. You know, you can never tell too much as guys are walking off the field. But I, as I watched him walk off the field, he seemed to be in a lot of discomfort and pain and frustration. Um, you know, and who knows? We'll find out a, a little bit more potentially, or maybe not. <laughs> this time of year, you might you. <laughs> this time of year, we might just get the. We'll see. We're not really getting into injury updates at this time, so that's that's yeah. possible as well. But if he is, if he misses time, that is that's going to be a significant blow to this defense. Um, 
sure. especially when you get into the, some of those higher flying passing attacks. The other thing too, I just want to mention this, like on JK, man, he's looked he's looked awesome. I mean, I think he could have probably, they, and he might be on a pitch count too. I don't know that, um, but you know, as he's coming back, this is only his second game back in the lineup from the from the second knee procedure. Well, Justice Hill had as many offensive snaps as J.K. Right, Robinson. and so there there could be a pitch count thing going on there with him potentially. But I, I that guy is a great player, and his attitude, like for him to stand up at the post game press conference and say, "I feel like this is on me because I can't break eighty yard runs anymore." Right now, I'm still working my <laughs> way back. Like I don't have that speed yet. Like. That kind right. of tells you his mentality, and I'll, I want to be like, no, nah, it's that's not on you. Nah, no, nope. <laughs> like, yeah, it would be great if you could still break an 80-yard run, but you've, you're coming off a gruesome knee injury, and you're just in your second game back from the scope that you had in the middle of the season. Well, like, yeah. No one right. expects you. It's the same thing with Tucker. Yeah, same with Tucker, of course. <laughs> same with Tucker to say, you know, I feel like this is on me. Um, you know, I, I like the accountability and the leadership of those guys to take on that, that mindset, but, man, like – no, no, it's not. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're not putting that on your shoulders, buddy. I appreciate it, <laughs> but nah. Uh, we got some breaking news here, okay. Garrett. A little a report in from Ian Rappaport that Marcus Peters suffered a mild calf strain in Saturday's game, and while he likely misses some time, the absence should be a short one, mm. according to a source. So that if that is the case, that is good news. Wait. Very good. News. This kind of fits the uh, this fits the description I said of not really getting injury updates. A lot of just words without details here. You know, a short a short time. What's what's a short time? Like like just a half? Because that was nice. If you just missed the half against <laughs> Cleveland and he's back this week, that would be nice. A mild calf strain, a short one. All right. We'll we'll hopefully that is. I love to see him back. He's gonna be at practice today. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, Marcus Peters doesn't practice until Fridays yeah, anyway, so go. I don't think you're going to see that. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. We will work on securing a guest this week. And you know what? Keep your chin up, Baltimore. All right? It could be a whole lot worse. It could be a lateral that goes very, very awry for a game-winning touchdown against you. <laughs> there, you could be France right now. <laughs> yeah. How do you think France is feeling mm, right now? That's true. <laughs> right. It, it it could be way worse. Just get in the dance, and you never know what happens. Maybe you dance with the best looking person there. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So have a good one. We'll see you later this week. Getting ready to take on spring. Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.